Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real and filtered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things modern culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang, and I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take no time and jump right into this intro because I'm so excited to get to this conversation because this week I got to sit down with one of uh, my favorite artists, a friend that I met in Atlanta as he performed and won Collaboration Atlanta and uh, further won Collaboration Star, which is the national competition shortly thereafter. And of course, I'm speaking about none other than rapper James Han, a.k.a. Uzu Han, formerly known as Jay Han. Um, he's a Korean-American rapper from Maryland and now currently residing in Atlanta and hopefully soon L.A. But I got to catch uh, James while he was in L.A. for his just, I don't know, recon trip, <laughs> just scoping the scene, getting connected, and we got to sit down for a little bit and talk about staying true to yourself. Now, I know that that, uh, that phrase can be... For some people, it can be really cheesy and, they, you know, what does that even mean, staying true to yourself? But James is somebody whose uh, character and his personality and his music reflect somebody to me that is very authentic and very true to himself in his many identities. He is very boldly Korean-American. He is a man of faith. Um, he is, you know, he's a husband now. He's like love. He married the love of his life, Grace, and just so many different experiences and, and things that he's gone through in his journey as a person. I think for me, it just kind of hit me like a truck when I heard his music. I love, I love his style. I love his quirkiness. I love his uh, intellect, his wit. It all really shines through to his music. And so to me, I was like, when I met this guy, it's like, James, you're the real one. <laughs> you're so real. I love you. Um, so it was really great to just sit down with him and talk about all these things and what his thoughts are on how people can maintain authenticity. And, uh, you know, last week we talked about bridging cultures with Andrew Chow from Boba Guys, and everybody's on their own unique path of figuring out what they want to do and who they want to do that with, whether it's a romantic partner or, you know, dealing with their families or their friends and where they want to live, all these different things. Uh, they really impact the life that we end up living. So I am endlessly curious about that how people's truths differ, how they are similar, and um, yeah, how we how we can take ownership of that so that we can live truly the best life possible. So thank you so much to James for taking the time out of his very busy schedule to sit down with me. I, I truly love you. You're my homie from, you know, for forever. And I just support his music. And we are going to get to sample his music in this episode. So I hope you're excited for that as well. Um, and before we get to the episode, if you are in Los Angeles or in the vicinity or, you know, a short flight away and want to come visit on October 5th, which is a Saturday, 
I will be hosting, co-hosting an event called Off the Mic with Perfectly Imperfect and Asian Boss Girl. So shout out to Christine, Regina, Helen, Janet, and Mel. We are going to be co-hosting a day-long event of panels, of deep dive discussions, of breakout sessions, food and drinks, all the things. Just want to kick it, get to know you, have some deeper discussions on everything that we discuss on our podcast with all of you. Build community um, and provide a space where we can have some freedom to like let our hair down. And again, this is not only geared towards women. Everybody is invited to attend. And I hope that I get to meet all of you and check out the link in my bio in uh, First of All Pod Instagram and also my personal Instagram, which is at Minjeezy. And thank you to everybody who's been DMing me and sending me shout outs or tagging me on Instagram. Thank you so much for spreading the word and sharing these episodes. It really means a lot. And I'm really just touched and excited to hear that, you know, these conversations are impacting lives, that they're impacting thoughts and hearts. And so, yeah, if you if you enjoy any of these episodes, please do give me a shout out and tag me. Make sure that I can retweet or regram you. I love it. It gives me so much light and energy. Um, so, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Without further ado, we're just going to jump right into this episode. Staying true to yourself with Uzu Han, a.k.a. James Han. Enjoy. I'm tired of it but wait, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's a mic check unlike any other before. Oh, yeah. I love it. Well, I do a lot of weird things. That's great. That's why you're yeah. here. No, this is awesome. They have to know. The people, I don't know if the listeners know that the setup is so zen-like, so peaceful, <laughs> so chill. Simple. Yeah. It's very minimalist. Yeah. No, I like it. I mean, whether it's intentional or not... I think the, the the way I receive it is like, oh, we're just sitting down and like actually more like lie, laying around yeah. and just having a conversation. So I love it. I, I didn't know your podcasts were recorded like this because there's no video. I always just hear it. Yeah. So I want to do there's a, my friends over at Asian Boss Girl. They did an episode called the Assumptions episode. So I feel like they did not. I feel they went on a live stream and they just got assumptions like the people who are fans of their show. Just started typing out what they assume about them as a as podcasters, them as people, about their channel, and then they yeah. just address a bunch of questions. Right. I'm kind of tempted to do that. Not that I feel like I have the same kind of following as they do or anything, but... I think it would be interesting. It would be interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of... And this is what I'm like so curious to talk to you about, because both of us are in the entertainment world. Yeah. But we're just two human beings, and it is an industry like yeah. every other industry there's like secrets of the trade mm. that you and I know right even like the podcasting that people think is like <laughs> really fancy or really mm-hmm. like next level in xyz way but it's really not right right it's right, like right. no well, you just have a great idea you have and i think you ask great questions or that's like a common theme for people who have podcasts or want to you know put their content out there like having um really like Great questions, thought-provoking questions, great perspective, mm-hmm. and then, like, the willingness to learn and admitting that actually, like, in many ways, you're very humble to, like, if you want to ask great questions, you have to be able to acknowledge that, hey, I actually don't have it all figured out, mm-hmm. but I know that we can dig there. And if I bring people who definitely know more than me, we can get there and we can share that gold. So I think it's super cool, you know, like, to have a podcast 
and to continue at it, like it's it's very brave, it's very admirable. Like I respect you like, Aww, for a variety you. of reasons. You know, you already knew that, but Aww, I'm gonna let them now, know. <laughs> now I have it recorded for all of eternity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. This it's been a it's been a learning lesson, and I didn't ever. I wanted to do the acting thing, and you're and you're a yeah. musician, so we're two different you know, universes within kind of like a larger, I don't know, I'm thinking of superhero worlds that I don't even know that well. But, you know, it's different how that evolves. And then I didn't think that this was something I was going to do. Yeah. But who knew? You just go with it. Um, But speaking of universes, I'm very curious about yours and how, because I know you as Uzuhan. You came into my life as Uzuhan. When I mentioned you, a lot of people were like, oh, Jehan? Yeah, yeah. So then I did a little digging. I was like, oh! The evolution. So I'm curious, like, how, you know, in terms of what you... I think artistry is interesting because it's a mix of exactly what you said. You have to kind of uh, be very humble. Mm -hmm. But, like, what people see on the flip side is, like, an ultra-confident, ultra... Like, you have to have your swag. You have to have your unique taste and flavor. Right. But I agree with you that it is is a very humble, like, a humbling process to like be an artist so i'm curious like how did you get where did this come from i don't know your origin story very well okay so i need to i need to get the context i will share it share yeah i will share it all so um i i hope we have enough time for it (laughs) (laughs) i'll try to keep it um um, poignant um so basically it all started in 2009 okay okay so So it's a decade now yeah so 2009 um i put out this video on facebook Uh uh-huh I was in college at the time and like those do you remember those like old YouTube videos where like the Asian guys would dance to like Backstreet Boys and yeah. like, act silly, right? I don't know what their names were, uh-huh. but in a similar vibe, I wanted to have my friends dance in the background while I rapped something. Uh-huh. First time I ever did it on camera. So it was to um Lil Wayne's Amelie beat. <laughs> Nice. And I'm just doing a free verse and I put it on Facebook because, you know, we're, we're like bored, you know, yeah. bored and just want to share it with our friends. Were so you a student? I was a student. student yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So we share it with our network of friends on Facebook back when Facebook was popping. Mm-hmm. And um, like it got picked up. It was it became kind of viral in our circles. And then it, it reached outside of that. So it reached people like Sam Ock, uh-huh. who we had mutual friends, but I wasn't friends with him. I only heard about his music. Got it. And when he caught wind of it. He actually reached out to me and he was like, hey, I go to a nearby college um, and I'm studying music. This is my music. I would love to make a song with you. <laughs> so he was actually the first A&R artist in repertoire, like mm. scout, talent scout yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. to have like seen potential in someone and like really invest into them. And he was also growing as a producer, you know, so yeah. he wanted like a someone to build with. Yeah. So what college can I sorry yeah, to yeah, yeah. what colleges were you, I wanted to like set this yeah, where were you yeah, guys yeah. going to school? So we are all Sam and I are um raised in Maryland. Um so I went to University of Maryland College Park the um state uh university and then Sam went to UNBC University okay. of Maryland Baltimore County which is more of like a tech uh, music college. Okay. So he was studying um music uh music stuff like comprehensively we're and I was studying graphic ball. design. Oh, I didn't know you were doing graphic design. So you yeah. mentioned that. You did tell mm-hmm. me that, but I didn't know that that was your that was your major. That was my actual major. Yeah, it's more specifically like visual um visual arts and communication, but um I basically got my like my chops and understanding like how to communicate messages and like how to, to visual un- medium. Yeah, 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 yeah. More than just like actually creating, it's like how can you move someone to 
you know, do tell, do tell James. Yeah, <laughs> this could be a whole like uh, masterclass on like how to communicate. I suppose, yeah. That's that's I I sidebar. I think that there is absolute science to art. Yeah, there's art and it's abstract and it's very like you know feelings yeah. and emotion and conveying communicating. Yeah. But there's science to it. Right. But we can get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so you're studying at in Baltimore. Okay. I didn't I didn't know that Sam was from Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, That's we're, so crazy. we're all both of us are from Maryland. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he was in Baltimore. I was more near like Washington D.C. Got it. Um, so yeah, like he was nearby and there weren't too many Korean people making music or even trying uh-huh. at that time. So me and him connect. Um, and the fir- very first song we make is called running and it actually featured manifest a Virginia rapper who recently moved to LA. Wow. Um, who sidebar for this, like the reason I even started writing was because of lyrics and manifest. And you just hung out with lyrics. Well, yeah. Shout out to lyrics. I know. True. I want you on the show. I know. Uh, <laughs> you should be. That's you, awesome. You have a lot of good things to say. Um, yeah. But like their gift, the song Gift was super influential. Like in 2004 to 2007, like, or 2008, literally, that's like all I listened to. You know, uh-huh. all my friends, we like, you know, like I could recite the lyrics to you right now. Like, couldn't care less, mess with the line to the eye of the world to the little, you know, like I would. I mean, I keep it. It, you can, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you know, I just, I kind of actually forgot a little bit, but you know, like <laughs> if I heard it, you know, it's like super nostalgic. So that really influenced me. And that's, that's crucial actually to like everything that you talk about too. It's like they, I, it was the first time I really saw, um, a, a Korean, uh, artist or a rapper doing something with excellence in a tasteful way mm-hmm. and it moved me so much I was like hey I want to create like that too like representation mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. why it's so crucial like I actually literally saw an archetype I saw someone that I could you know I, I saw it and it's like I could do it too you mm-hmm. know I never had that concept in my mind prior to that it's really all. crazy how it like it's some something enters your brain and something explodes of like, yeah. yo, I could do that if I wanted. Yeah. Sometimes and that realization, you know, everyone kind of acts like when when things get said in such a duh way, like, of course you can do whatever. It's like there are people out there, myself and yourself included, yeah. for a long period of time did not ever conceive of the idea that I could do I could be a rapper. Right. <laughs> or I could be I've been watching movies and obsessed with TV just pop culture but especially acting since i was really really little it did not ever enter my mind as like a career option you just don't it doesn't equate it does not compute and there's certain things that kind of just like let liberates that it sounds like this was that yeah like you you think you like wait for other people to do it yeah and you're like you're just constantly disappointed and you're like well why not maybe just me maybe why why not not, me yeah that's what, how did you, I'm curious how that came into your world. Cause you said 2000, I pay attention to the years. Cause yeah. I'm like, all right, what was, what technology was available? Cause right, YouTube exactly. came on the scene 2005, right? Mm-hmm. So then how did their music get you? Was it MySpace? It was YouTube. Oh, it was YouTube. Yeah. Well, okay. actually I think, it, uh, um, I, I think it was in tandem. I think I heard it on MySpace or something, uh-huh. but I think I was actually introduced to it on a YouTube video. So that was absolutely young YouTube. Right. Like the, brand new. The origin of YouTube. Yeah, for real. It was, a, that was a very special time because the people I think that were 
brave enough or just like I don't care enough to mm-hmm. be like, hey, I'm going to put something out there. Yeah. Because there's so much self-consciousness. I feel like that was a specific generation of creators. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Innovators. They're the pioneers. Early adopters, yeah. they call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The term. Right. Okay, so they came into your awareness and then you collaborated with Sam. Yeah, and then we actually got Manifest on it because they're from Virginia. No, so like, nice. I mean, I don't know. At that time, if you're like making something and you're in the area, like, they'll at least consider us. And then the song was good enough for him and then he uh-huh. on. <laughs> And that that was uh, the first one. The second song was uh, that me and Sam made was Never Change. Okay. And that's like if if anybody went to like a Korean church or like any Korean student group or anything Korean, you know, uh-huh. from like 2011 to 2018, like yeah. you knew about that song. It blew up on Young YouTube. It mm-hmm. hit 1.5 million views. Wow. Um, and that's... Like, if you did, like, YouTube inflation, who knows? Yeah, there, like there is. million now. I there don't know. Is. That is. <laughs> because that, that's how it's changed. The algorithms and, like, the saturation of the market. Like, let's be yeah. real. 1.1 at the time is a freaking big deal. Yeah. It was it was crazy. It opened the gates for us to go everywhere yeah. with the music. Like, it put us on the map. Wow. Yeah. It almost became... Well, we I can say it now. Like, it, it was, like, the next generation of, like, what the gift was for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Like... And Rick, Rick and Peter, like, manifest. They'll probably, like, talk about it, too, you know? But, like, it's it's crazy, like, how we were able to build from what they did, mm-hmm. you know? They're, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And then from there, like, um, we were able to... Well, actually, we, st- we formed a group together. So, like, um, when that song came out, me and Sam were just trying to pursue after music. And then we met this third guy. His name is Chung, who went by CL, which I have another funny story, which I'll share a little later. Okay. Um, CL, not in 21. Okay. But, like, his name was, you know, <laughs> Chung Lee. Because that's where my brain goes. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. CL. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Maybe I should share the story real quick. I'll CL. go for it. It's, beca- it's funny because, like, uh, um, on Spotify, like, I put out a song called A Breath featuring um, Sam Ock and CL uh-huh. and it, it linked to 21's um, <laughs> like, actual profile so for a long time like it was 100 top 5 wow yeah just but, because of association yeah 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 or and misassociation I, I, we tried to change it but our distributor like was not able to I don't know what happened there but they could not change it yeah oh no <laughs> Something with the technology is oh, not man. allowing me for <laughs> to alter it from this worldwide pop yeah, K-pop song. Talk about it. It was, it was not me. That's um, really cool. <laughs> yeah, wasn't you? Okay. No, it's but um, yeah. So that that was a big moment. So like, it, part of my journey is um, with my group. Mm-hmm. So um, Amp, which I mean, I think I've told you about it, but we were a Christian rap group. We yeah, pretty much like was put on the scene through ne- uh, Never Change, and we hit up every Korean. School, church, university, conference, everything around the world. Yeah. You know, and we were like a very big presence because we were we were like the champion for the Korean, like American Christian audience. Right. And it also AMP served like a very utilitarian purpose. Like we in essence, we kind of made pastors like more effective or feel or like what they were saying became cool to the kids because of what music we made was very like, you know, we were just like putting like truth that we read in the Bible Mm -hmm. and we turned it musical, you know, and the music was undeniable. So that's the utilitarian purpose. I emphasize that for later. We'll talk about it. Okay. um, Yeah. Like that, uh, that was a cool era for eight years. We uh, traveled and toured the world. We went to Korea Australia, Paris, wow, you know, Canada, you know, like we went all around the U S through that, you know, that's incredible. 
um, that was my, I wasn't making like solo music then, but my artist name was, um, actually very first, it used to be Catalyst. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. My bad Catalyst. No, no, it's okay. I, I, I kind of like brush it under the rug because <laughs> yeah. most of my life was Jay Han. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. How, what happened? And oh, I, I actually want to get to the Uzuhan thing, okay, but it's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. The thing that I, I, I have found really interesting again, because of the, the point at which your music came into my life was I could, I, there's something about the vibe of what you were saying and how you said it and, and the, the hardness that you had in your music that was very, it was very bold, mm-hmm. but I could tell there's something different. I don't even know how to articulate this. Like I grew up in church, right? And I yeah. don't really go to church anymore. That's like mm-hmm. not part of my, my scene, but yeah. I still very much appreciate my roots yeah. and I still believe in God. And like, that's a yeah. whole other thing that I've talked about actually with friends on this podcast, because I think yeah. spirituality and religion is a very, very personal, intimate part of our lives, yeah. but it also becomes part of the label or the category under which we fall. Right. right, right, right which right. is why, like, I'm so curious to talk with you because I'm very moved by your music. And because of my own personal journey with with religion and mm-hmm. with the scars that I have have had yeah, and sure. um, yeah. and other people I've had, there's easily as much as people can embrace it and attach themselves to it. It can be kind of a dividing thing because you're yeah, just like, yeah. oh, that's cool, you're a rapper, but you're like a Christian rapper. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it kind of falls into this whole thing of like our identities because our identities are not static; they're changing. Right. Right, right, right. Um, how did you, so you, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, not sounds like you basically just took ownership of the fact that like at the time with AMP mm-hmm. and Jahan, that identity was really like, I'm a Christian rapper. Yes. Yeah. How did that go for you? Because I'm so curious about like what, and if you're okay sharing that, yeah, yeah because there's so much talk mm-hmm. as an artist, like how you identify yourself and what, how you brand yourself. Yeah. How did that go? Like during that time? Well, I mean, with AMP, I think. Me being as a solo artist, I didn't really focus on Jehan as much. My main primary focus was AMP. And being in a group, it's easier as well to like form some sort of identity because it's not just one person. You know, mm-hmm. you have like a band of people to like stand together with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think in general, like if the music is tasteful and is dope, most people aren't going to like really be like, oh, you're Christian. I automatically. I'm going to not listen to it. There are some people who do for sure. Right. But like most people, they'll give your music a chance. If it sucks and you're Christian, then they're like, <laughs> well, double whammy. Yeah, exactly. All I the more reason why I, I wouldn't have paid. listened, you know, but yeah. we definitely, I think our music definitely made it hard for people. Even those who hated religion and Christianity or anything related to that. Right. It definitely made them reconsider like, Oh, I don't hate their music. I actually kind of like their music, but I kind of hate what they, you know, believe in or well, It's I don't like know, you're whatever. listening with resistance, yeah, right? Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to like this. Exactly. I do. <laughs> yeah, and we hear a lot of stories. I mean, even with <coughs> AMP, you know, I'm not even talking about Jehan or Uzuhan stuff, which is more like, you know, my identity is the same, but it's more of a lifestyle kind of music that yeah. I was aiming to do. You know, I we heard plenty of stories where they're like, well, you know, I'm not religious, but I'll listen to y'all's music because it's dope. <laughs> Yeah, you know? and I'm like, wow. I, Looking back, I'm like, Amp is like very Christian. Like, you must be be very spiritual or be someone very open to that, you know. So I, I don't know. It's it's really cool. It was, and like we kind of <coughs> operated, we operated in our own market, you know. Yeah. Like we we just our big support base was the church and Christians and pastors and conferences and all that, and it was lucrative. Yeah. Um, and then part of the story is like in 2000. Uh, 
16, that's when the market changed primarily in America. CD sales went down and like it moved from physical sales to digital, you know, yeah, streaming. to downloads so, and streams. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so like that really changed the way like we were doing things. And then, you know, Amps uh, ended in 2018. Yeah. But around 2015 was when I, I started putting out more solo stuff as Jay Han. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2000. 17 i changed my name to uzuhan mm. so and that was in tandem i i say it sounds kind of confusing but this is how it all comes together the reason why i rebranded or needed some sort of like reinvention of myself mm-hmm. was because um amp was coming to a close like for real you know not officially but like we were operating like as if we didn't exist yeah so because of that i was in this tension of like well do I keep doing Jehan? Like, who am I? I've invested like seven, eight years into this now. Yeah. And I don't know who I am. So yeah. like, I need to figure something out. And that's kind of how I stumbled upon Uzuhan. Like, and you know, this, the story of how I just thought of the name was like, I went on, I was like on dictionary.com, thesaurus.com, <laughs> trying to find all sorts of like names. And I'm like, all the cool names are taken. It's no fair. You know, like, <laughs> why can't I be, why can't I be Kanye? You know, why? I wish my name was cool. Uh, and then I go to Google Translate. And then I'm like looking up names and I'm like, I type in like, cool, handsome, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, um, funny. I, I like all these Charming, characteristics. Yeah. Articulate. All these, all these things that I view myself. <laughs> and then. So you're just filling yourself yeah, and you on trans- yeah, Google Translate, you know? Translate, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then I type in, I'm like, well, I think I'm pretty excellent, you know? So I, <laughs> I type in excellence and then the word usuhan. Uh. popped out and i was like oh that's cool my last name yeah han's my last name yeah i was like oh that's cool usu what's that mean so i asked all my korean friends i was like dude what's the uzu what's that and they're like someone told me like in their korean school like um they got the uzu's hung and i was like i remember when i I, we had that in my korean school like people get all these like excellence awards uzu i don't remember that our school had it. You're hardcore. To, I'm yeah. pretty sure we, I just didn't pay attention. That's really what it yeah. was. But that's dope. So then it started coming together yeah, in your brain. Yeah, I was like, Han. I just changed it to a Z and then it's it's a rat. Dude, I love it. Yeah. Because it's honestly, it sounds so good. When I heard the name, because I heard your name before I knew you, because I heard about you from Collab Atlanta and I hadn't heard your stuff mm. until that point. I like heard the name of the lineup and I was like, oh, that's a dope name. Yeah. And there's something about that was very, that. very Korean. And I was like, okay, okay. And then when I heard you, brain exploded. I was like, <laughs> all right then. And then, and see, and there's so many different, I think there's so many veins that I think we could like dissect from that one sure. thing, that journey of like figuring out your name and coming to this identity crisis. Because I think that that's a very natural part of anybody's life. Right. Whether you're trying to rebrand yourself as an artist, because that's not everybody. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to figure out like where you're going to go from, you're like, you're at point A and you need to go to B or like, do I skip over B, go to C? Like, right. it's it's a process, you know? And how, however you define that, whether it's like switching jobs or moving right. to a different city. Yeah. Like, I also want to know how you went from Maryland to Atlanta. Right. Like, these decisions and choices and processes are really usually very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And they, they require a lot of, like, <laughs> sucky conversations with yourself, maybe. Maybe right. some really dope conversations, too. Yeah, it's hard. It was hard. But it's hard, right? Yeah. So, like, when you were going through that, I'm very curious because that's a big, significant moment. You're saying, like, it was just seven, eight years of my life and it was hard. But I'm sure in that moment was, like, a lot more than yeah. just, like, okay, what what's my new rebranding? Like, were you going through... It sounds like, and I just want to call this out because I've mm-hmm. experienced this a lot with collaboration. 
there are not a lot of finite concrete endings to anything. There's a lot of like just drifting away and the ghosting is real Mm -hmm. and um, people just stop talking and stop investing time into something. What was the process like of that? Because not to make you relive a heartbreak or breakup. No, 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 it's all good. But like that happens in a lot of relationships, Mm -hmm. professional or otherwise. Well, I think, um, I mean, it was a combination of things. Also, I think the economy was down. Uh. Also, like, I don't know. I think the music that I was making, and even for Sam, I don't think we fulfilled that utilitarian purpose to make the pastors look cool. I mean, we believe in the church and love Christians and love the church. But, like, our music wanted to reach a broader audience because we felt like we needed there was just like the type of music that we wanted to hear and we mm-hmm. wanted to fulfill that so um and like because we also felt like being in maryland there was no ecosystem for us to expand to grow mm-hmm. nowhere to land our craft it's just us doing it all and we we're just getting so tired so in 2015 we decided to move to atlanta got it um we considered la mm-hmm. um but it was very expensive <laughs> and yes. yeah it's still expensive yeah well, I came from San Francisco, so actually I came to a cheaper area. Really? So, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. San Francisco oh is disgusting. Yeah. But yeah, so you chose a more economical, which is a smart choice. Mm-hmm. It is important for anybody to figure that element out in their life. Can you afford to be X or Y? Yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, like it's, it was cool. It Like being in Atlanta, it's not only did we grow our network mm-hmm. and I mean, it's really, and I'll say it on the podcast, like without collaboration mm-hmm. and your investment and like you, you've been doing this for like 10 years, but like your organization, like investing into creatives and giving platforms for us to actually express and get our stuff out to the world. Like there, like I couldn't have been gotten to where I am now without collaboration. So yeah, just happy. It's, it's, it's a synergy though. I mean, I I appreciate that. And I love that, that, and every time I hear that, it goes back to the, like the blood, sweat and tears that you put into your work. Mm -hmm. It is a validation of like, okay, this is worthwhile because there's so many moments that it's, it doesn't feel like that. You're just like, why, why, why am I dealing with this noise and this drama or these people not thinking we're great enough or we're not thinking we're great enough. And it's like this downward spiral, but seriously to have validation from somebody that you like really believe in, Mm -hmm. appreciate that. It means a lot, which is why I say a lot on the podcast. It's like, go, go just thank somebody because it could alter your your life and their yeah. life just by saying thank you yeah, because absolutely. it means a lot. Mm-hmm. And honestly, but I give credit right back at you because on, when we create the platform, we need people who can step on that platform and kill it, Yeah, which is true. why it's a very teamwork. It's a synergy. It's a collaboration mm-hmm. of of forces. You can't, not every, not one person can carry all the weight. Right. You know? True. Like, yeah, YouTube exists, but also you got to put stuff that people want to watch on it. Right, <laughs> so the same right, right. thing. Um, so when you came to Atlanta, I mean, that's a big move even right. in that. Like mm-hmm. to go from people, people have, people have a big fear of moving like outside their like town to like it's the true. next town. Yeah. How did you, how did you, what drove you to just be like, all right, I'm moving to Atlanta? Um, well, there was a big hip hop community there. Mm-hmm. There's also a Korean community. Um, there is, and Nashville's nearby too. So like, like two music hubs, we just imagined that would be a place where we could just grow, meet the people that we need to launch our platform um, on a broader scale. So, and also, um, 
Well, yeah, we, I just, I guess me and Sam, we just felt like we needed to move out of the house. You know, it was, we were getting a little older and it's like, well, we Good probably, for you. High five. Yeah. That's a big, okay, this is sidebar on the economy, like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. With this current generation, and I'm, I'm an older millennial, right? Yeah, but yeah. I feel like I, I understand and I've been asking, because collaboration again, allowed me to be around a lot of younger people just to understand the situation and not just automatically assume like, oh, you're just being lazy and you still want to work mm-hmm, hard. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's necessarily the no, case. I feel like the economy shut down in a really bad way. Yeah. I know everyone after that graduated after me had a way harder time finding a job than I did mm-hmm. and the people older than me. Yeah. So all these different components, again, it's not as an excuse, but it's just to understand. Yeah. If the environment's not allowing you to like become as independent as you want, mm-hmm. A, it just makes the hustle harder. So I, I have a lot of respect for people who will take that plunge because you're like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it work. Yeah. Um, but that's also just what, the way it was at that time. Mm-hmm. It was not like, hey, everyone's got a cushy job. You have disposable income. Why don't you just go move yeah. to a new city no, and start over? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not. Tough. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, it's being an artist, which is, again, a very, like, all our parents are having, like, they're all, like, having a headache right now. Yeah. But the instability of it and the uncertainty of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like being in it. Well, I think for my parents, like, they're, they were always asking me, like, oh, so... When is it over? When is it going to... Are you done yet? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, when are you going to wake up? You know, there's this there's this one story. I mean, my mom will probably never listen to this podcast, but it was, like, so sad for me. Like, so we were... Um, I think I already lived in Atlanta, and I just came back home, and we were having, like, breakfast at, um, um, you know, a very popular... Can I say brands here? Go for oh, it. Panera. Okay. What's up, Panera? <laughs> yeah. Um so we were having breakfast at Panera, you know, it was a great morning. We're eating, you know, delicious pastries and hot coffee, just son and mom date. And then, uh, you know, like we meet one of their, like, uh, I think like one of the pastors, you know, at like their old Korean church or whatever. And then they do their, you know, pleasantries and they're, you know, like whatever, like, Oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. How's your daughter? And they're like, Oh, you know, they're great. She's in like New York, like being a teacher and like doing all these great things. Doing their (laughs) spiel. And then, you know, like, but I was there. So they're like, Oh, James, good to see you. (laughs) You know, like, they didn't oh, like Oh, I know that. No, but that's not even the that's not even the part that was terrible. So okay. like we go back to our table and my mom's like, "Do you see how these Koreans they like always just want to like talk and brag about their children and just talk about them like even though I didn't ask about them." And I was like, "But mom, don't you brag about me?" Uh-huh. And then she was like, "Don't do this to me." She was like, "You know it's hard. You know it's hard for me to do that." I was like, "Oh." Oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's, uh, I mean, like, I got through the breakfast, but, like, I think back to that moment a lot of times, I'm like, dang, like, even now, by then, it was like, I think it was like oh. 2017 or something, you know, or 2016, where, I mean, like, my career was still on the way, it's just not, like, lucrative to the point where I can buy them a house, you yeah, know, I, yeah, can't, yeah. I can't even buy myself a house, you know, yeah, like, yeah. so it was just, yeah, I, it's interesting. It's interesting. Like as we continue to like create things in a non-traditional way, yeah, um, or what's not typical to an immigrant household, like it's 
it's forever the struggle. Like I don't want to feel guilty for like what I do, like living in constant guilt that my very existence and <laughs> or not existence, but like your love and your passion and yeah, your purpose. Yeah. yeah. It's like useless. Yeah. You know, I, I, that's, that's something that like is really, even till this day, I have to fight it. I'm fighting, you know, not to feel that way. How much of it does it, if you're willing to share that? I mean, mm-hmm. oh, I, oh, I'm going to start crying. I feel that on so many levels and, um, in, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm grateful for a recognition point that I've come through a lot of it, mm-hmm. but I feel you in terms of yeah. like, it's a still a daily thing. Yeah. I actually spoke with my mom on the phone before, right before you, oh right before you texted me that you're really? here. Oh I was on the gosh. phone with my mom. Yeah. Um, and every time I have a conversation with her or my older brother, do you have siblings? A younger sister. Younger yeah. sister. Like, and I have a little brother and like my dad. Or my grandma or anybody like, and my cousins, like there's a different feeling of responsibility or mm-hmm. like accountability that I feel yeah. every interaction with them. I feel that. Right. Is it mainly with your mom? Do you feel that with your other family members or is it like, um, it's mostly my parents, your parents. my, I think like, cause I, I used to go to Korea, um, every year once or twice or even three times a year wow. for music. So for my family in Korea, it's a little different. They're like, oh, so you're a yonain now. <laughs> like, you need to get, they need to get, like, literally, my family in Korea, they'll be like, you need to get plastic surgery. Like, <gasps> like remove your mole. And I'm like, my mole is my medioc. Like, don't touch it. <laughs> what's your, like, what's, for the non-Korean listeners, what's your medioc? Uh, medioc, that's, like, this is what makes me unique. This is my, yeah. like, my style. My, my signature. My signature, yeah. Yeah. So. Dang man. Okay, but so, uh, okay. I'm more legitimate in Korea to my family. To your family, because I'm I'm there every year. I see my that side of the family more than I see my stateside family. Got it. Family. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different because entertainment. I think in Korea has a different acceptability in terms of being being yeah, a viable yeah. career right, because right, right. of K-pop. True. And um, don't get me start on my issues with K-pop, but like mm. in that way, that's a good cushion. Like an yeah. emotional cushion for you to have, right. and my what I was sharing with my friend uh, Andrew, who's star- mm-hmm. who started Boba Guys, because yeah. he's you know the entrepreneur has a very successful Boba business. Right. But like having gone to business school and all this stuff and going down the road, I don't think that that was like a Boba shop was not mm. the envision, even though it's successful. Right. So even if you were a successful musician, and even if I was a yeah. successful actor, yeah. I was sharing with him like. I could be like an Oscar winning actor. I still think there's a part of my dad, at least, that would wanted me to become like a surgeon or like because that's his ver- his version of success. Right. So even like if I was successful in my format or in like a standard mm-hmm. westernized format of money, right. whatever accolades, right, all this right. stuff, it still wouldn't equate to like his ultimate success for me. Yeah. And that's stuff that I think we definitely have to struggle with. Mm-hmm. And um, even everybody if you get money, they still can tell you mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. That was a Kanye line that, yeah, wait till I get my money right, then you can't tell me nothing, right? Personally, I think that money, and this is me, like, in high pursuit of financial stability, yeah. and for real, like, I really, I'm thinking down the road of, like, my family and my parents, I really do want to contribute and help take care of them, yeah. which for whoever you are as an individual might not be a priority for you. Right. This is why it comes down to, like, being true to yourself. Mm-hmm. 
the definition of your success is going to be unique to you and it's going to be unique to Absolutely, me, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? What do you feel are definitions of success? Obviously, like I think you and I both agree, like financial success is something that we're both vying yeah. for. Yes. But yeah. why? Like, can you like, how do you, how do you break that down? Oh man. Wow. <clears throat> so I think for me, like the reason why I want to make a career and make money with music, mm-hmm. um, even though it's a very, very hard road, um, personally, it's just for two things. I just think there are, are songs to be made that no one else can make it. There are songs that are I have that I need the world to hear, period. Yep. No one else can do it better than me. I'm just, they need, I need to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's for sure. And then the second thing is like also my incredible burden and heart and compassion for the Asian American like music space or at large the creative space. Mm-hmm. Um, wanting to see a high level of content and art being produced, Mm -hmm. you know, in a way that supersedes our own niche, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. where that can be respected in other cultures. And that's the beauty of me being in Atlanta Mm -hmm. that I've been able to experience. I'm not in this Asian bubble, you know, like the communities that I'm around are not just Asian people. Very diverse. You know, so I love Atlanta. I have to, I have to get my music tested, you know, in like mostly in, you know, in like big black African-American spaces, you know, like I love that. I've had my metal tested where I'm like the only Asian person on the lineup and, you know, winning fans and killing it, you know, and that's, that's built a lot of confidence in me as a performer. Like I don't care where I go, actually. Like I'm not afraid to perform in front of an older, younger crowd. doesn't matter. Like I know how to, I know how I'll do it. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's something that I realized not everyone gets to have, especially if you, you know, you make content all the time. If you're, you know, YouTube cover artist, you know, like, right. Or I don't know, someone who just makes music in their bedroom, but never has performed. That's definitely another element that that is, you know, like people might overlook. 1000%. And (laughs) those are very different spaces. And I I realized that um, as an actor to not limit myself I felt like I got taught in terms of like my prioritization of excellence, like you said. Right. If I'm trying to be the best that I can be, then I need to set my sights higher. And yeah. I felt like I was intentionally setting a bar kind of low for mm. safety reasons, so that I because it, yeah. it, it 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 panders to the fear. Because yeah. it's like, I'm scared that I'm not good enough. Yeah. So then like, I'm like, oh, I just need to be the best in this circle. But that's not like, that's not what I really right. want to do. I want to be Meryl Streep. And yeah. Meryl's my competition, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. You yeah. got to compare yourself and your excellence to what she considers to be her best. Right. You know? But in the pursuit of that, it was very, it has been very terrifying for me. And yeah. it's been a very long drawn out process of removing layers of fear. And just dealing with it. And that's why I think it's dope that you get up and perform because there's there's nothing that can replicate being in a room full of strangers and having to show show your butt and like whatever, your art, right? Mm -hmm. And let them have it and let them make of it what they will. It's scary. That's scary. It's scary to even be – it's something I'm learning now too, like to in your art to not be afraid to be viewed as like, I don't know, pathetic – or like, you have know, you being, felt that? Um, actually, that's more of a. I think it's hyper masculinity and like oh. Korean culture that has really influenced me to think that way. Oh, you know, and it's oh. you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect. Like, I'm not above it. I'm still learning, going through it. Like, there are, you know, in many ways, I have I've held back a lot of how I felt because I w- I didn't want to be perceived as weak mm. or needy mm-hmm. or pathetic mm-hmm. or you know but I realized like well 
like, why am I so afraid to like appear a certain way? Why, you know, and it, uh, it's a variety of things, you know, me not feel, ever feeling good enough, you know, me feeling like I have to prove myself to my parents, yeah, you know, prove my worth, um, to the world, a variety of things that makes me like, you know, build up some sort of like, um, like a, like a wall you know, yeah, of protection yeah, yeah. just to make sure that I'm protected, that no one will ever be able to hurt me kind of thing. Right. Um, so. Cause there's yeah. days where that wall feels paper thin. It's just mm-hmm. like you say that you give me the wrong look, it will dis yeah. it will dismantle me. Right. That's yeah. and there are days like that, and there's other days where you feel like you're totally feeling yourself, and there's nothing that can bring you down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the best. Like I True. got this, and and it'll vary. And I think that again, that that is why I think people uh, relate or have a lot of. Um, appreciation for artists at least for me is Mm -hmm. that i have a kind of intuitive understanding that it is really freaking hard to do what they do even if i don't know the process what it takes to be to get up every day and write songs and put your heart and soul on paper then record it mix and master it and then put it out for the world or be an actor and put your emotions on full ugly display right that process i kind of before i ever knew what it was Mm. i kind of understood that has that's got to be hard i can't do that in like my classroom i can't do that at work To do that as, like, my day-to-day job has got to be really difficult. So I think there's kind of, like, this unspoken understanding why we appreciate artists so much because they're really Mm -hmm. putting themselves really on the line in a different way. Yeah, and, like, making a living off of art, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it's... <clears throat> it's it's also tough because you know like me being married like i i want to make mm. sure that i can provide for my family mm-hmm. and um you know it's tough like i like my parents and not only just them but like it, people in korean culture and the immigrant culture like the, you know for me to say to them like hey i want to be an artist i want to be a musician i want to be a creative and make money mm-hmm. like the counter argument is always, don't you want to support your family? Don't mm. you want to do something where you take care of them and not just like live like a bomb? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, dang, I mean that, that's like another voice that I'm always battling, you know? Yeah. Especially cause I, I do want to make a viable career with music for me and my wife and my, you know, future kids, future family, whatever we have. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to do that also to show others that, Hey, you know, like, they're, they're my my formula won't work exactly for you because you're a unique person, but I want to show people that, hey, it is possible. These yep. are routes that you can go. And in fact, I hope to be a resource. You know, I hope that however high I can build this roof, I want to use that in a way for so that others behind me can use that as their floor. You know what I'm saying? Yo. So Just so they can like fly above us or, you know, yeah. higher, in higher ways, you know? So that's, that's why... You know, people people probably know by now that you're that kind of person. But like, that's that's why I think like the partnership that we have and like how we're able to support and resonate with each other is because we not only want to build our platform, but we see the bigger picture that's yeah. ahead. And you've been that you've been that for ten years. You know, I'm late <laughs> to the game, but like being able to build something so that we can get people through, we can bridge the gap, you know, or, or be a bridge for people. Like that's sure. that's the kind of thing that I I love doing and want to continue to be. Um, for the next generation. I love that. And I think that it's, you know, we need to remind ourselves and this, I hope what I, what I realized through the process of making this podcast, that it could be a reminder, a weekly reminder in whatever fashion Yeah, yeah, yeah. there is possibility out there. And I think there's so many arguments for limitations about why this won't work or why me being myself and being true to myself will be a hindrance. It'll be a burden on my family. It'll be a disappointment to people I care about. It will, uh, my failure will make such an impact that I will not be able to recuperate or whatever, you know, like there's so many 
arguments for limitations. I hear this quite frequently from my friends. I try to listen with compassion, and I also try to listen to my own because I is within my own freaking head, man. I don't even have to go outside to hear arguments for limitations. But on the flip side, it's literally even the smallest question is like, "Why not me? Why not? Why not? Why Mm. not now? Mm. Why not this? Why not this song? Why not this business idea?" And um, that's why I hope I can help translate. You know, this mm-hmm. is, I have a lot of artists around me, but I think that it's the idea of creation and creating the things that you want the way you want. And it's not just about mm-hmm. money, music, or mm-hmm. art, or business. It's about family. Yeah. You know, people feel that that restriction a lot. They mm-hmm. feel and and they feel like they have to. I felt like I had to sacrifice parts of me mm-hmm. in order to get what I want. And therefore, at the end of the day, am I really getting what I want? I wanted a family that could support that I want to be an artist. Mm-hmm. And there are times where it just felt impossible. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is going to be too... My parents are just never going to get on board with this. And parents was a big freaking deal. I know that yeah. gets like, we can all roll our eyes at that stereotype. It mm-hmm. meant a freaking lot. Like, I really do appreciate what they think. Right. And having a bad relationship would like mess up my life. Yeah. I don't think I could go down a path where I just do whatever I want willy nilly mm-hmm. and they can like be upset about it and I don't care. Like yeah. I'm not going to be okay. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. It's, it, that that's would, hard. <laughs> and so it's hard to grapple with those things. And then like, honestly, my mom's, being, <laughs> so my, I want to hear about your, your relationship with your wife. Cause I, yeah. you, y'all are the cutest <laughs> and I haven't met Grace yet, but I'm dying to, I would love to meet her. <laughs> but, and, and my mom she came on board. Um, she's really supportive of me being an artist and like pursuing yeah. the creative life. So, yeah. But her biggest thing about what our argument about marriage came to is oh. that she was like, "You're smart. You're hardworking. I think you're gonna be, you're gonna have no problem figuring out your way to success in terms okay. of like stability." Blah blah blah. Right, right, right. She's like, "I don't know if you're gonna find someone who's gonna like be down for you oh, or like right. keep up with yeah. your life or that you're gonna like." She had all these like a lit laundry list of like you're. <sighs> too independent you you are gonna have this way of life that nobody else is gonna be able to like integrate into theirs and that was her worry as a mom yeah so she had all that in my head of like and so i i literally thought about i was like okay if i want to have a family do i need to like compromise you know what Mm. do i need what do i need to reconfigure so that it could be I could find somebody that would be down for me who would be down for this like i literally think about stuff like that because what my mom said and I don't think she was trying to like sabotage me or anything, no, but I think there's wisdom in that. Yeah. I really do think so. Like it's yeah, dang, there's a whole spiel about marriage and like partnership and like all that. But you're way ahead of the game on me and that. This is Not all still really. for I'm me. Still learning theoretical, but you're practicing right now. So I'm curious, yeah. like with Grace, because when you told me that story, I want you to share the story. Okay. Um, but like how you guys met and did the how your how your love like unfolded mm-hmm. and how you guys made the decisions to like do what you did. Yeah. I yeah. won't ruin it. I have okay. so many spoilers, but when you no. did this, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So, um, like I said earlier, like I went to Korea every year for like tours and like shows and whatever. And in 2016, uh, I went to Korea and one of the stops was at a church that she was attending. So the reason why we went there was cause the pastor was a friend of ours and like mentor and he's like invested into us so much. So he said, Hey, you want to do a show? We're like, okay, yeah. So, um, we do a little set and then afterwards, um, you know, we, we did our thing and I noticed her and I was like, wow, she's really pretty. But we're in Korea, and she's probably a Korean Korean. Like, I'm not into that. Or, like, not as in, like, I don't like Korean Koreans. It's just, like, 
if I, you know, like my antennas were up. So I was like, I wonder if I could find a wife. Oh, she's pretty. Oh, she's probably Korean, Korean. I, I feel like th- it'll be too much of a hurdle. Like, I don't know. I just, that's very so nice. God's great creation. <laughs> Amen. That's it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, move along, James. <laughs> and then eventually, uh, like, you know, it's not a huge room. So I eventually like strike up a conversation with her mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh, please God, let's <laughs> let her be a Korean American. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I kind of heard her say some English words from afar, and I was oh, like, it like, kind of sounds like in a non-regional American English accent. So, oh my gosh, I love. We this. like we like talk, and then um, I'm like, she's saying how she's from Texas, and I'm like, oh, whew, I'm relief. <gasps> Texas, she's, that would have that like. I mean, it's far from Atlanta. But no, but it's still it's a stateside. I'd be like jumping through if I were you. I'd yeah. be like, yes, yeah, yeah praise yeah. the Lord. So, you know, I was like very excited. I was like, ooh, okay. There might be something here, but no expectations, you know, just keep it casual, James. Don't freak her out. Like, just because you think she's, like, really pretty, like, you know. Chill. Keep chill, it chill. Uh, keep, keep it chill and keep it cool. Uh-huh. So um, after uh, we meet, she buys one of my T-shirts. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Um, I make my own merch design and stuff. So I was like, okay, I can Graphic eat. Graphic designer. Can, you know, this is going to pay for my lunch. Yes. <laughs> I said pocketing all that. So um, and then. Uh, we so like some of the younger adults like they it was like 12 of us they went out to go eat and she was like hey we're gonna go eat do you want to join and in my mind i'm like yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and then i was like oh yeah cool i will <laughs> i wish this was on video just to capture yeah. that moment yes so um and then that's love right there see i suppose yeah you know i don't know anything the beginnings of love you know what i'm saying yeah like, i was just definitely very very attracted to her so inspired um, you were <laughs> yes inspired by the muse that is grace yes uh and then so they go to uh dinner but because we were performing we had to like say bye to a few people and then it's a big group you know they go ahead so i i was hoping that there would be a seat next to her because i didn't really get to talk to her much i only know like three facts about her so i want to get to know her mm-hmm. so you know, I we stay back and then we go to the restaurant and then there's two seats for me and my buddy. We're both single. <laughs> me and my friend Juan, uh, who's in Korea right now, Juan Jang. And I was so sad because like when you see the setup of the table, it was like me and Juan are on the end. And then next to me, there's like, you know, two people like sitting across from each other. Uh-huh. And then Grace was the next row over. So the thing about when you're sitting in a group, everyone knows this. Like yeah. it's it's really hard to like talk to people outside of the four people in your like right. square in your square you know that is all you have access yeah, so to she was in the rectangle audio wise you cannot yell across people that's just rude exactly that yeah. etiquette right exactly and i didn't really know everybody so it's just like and like i said i wanted to keep it cool <laughs> chill you know so, I didn't, so want it, I didn't want like people to really quickly detect that i was interested in her because if i'm like talking across this person they're gonna be like hey what the heck like <laughs> Why are you talking to me? But Grace, what do you think about? Yeah, like- <laughs> exactly. You know, so I'm like the whole dinner. I'm like sad. I'm like my peripherals are definitely like on her, and I'm like I wonder what how she eats. Mm. <laughs> I wonder what. Were she you likes. paying attention to what she's eating? No, I couldn't really see it. I'll, and the food was really good, so I got distracted. Got but, it, got it. Um, but it was in your consciousness. Yeah. So after that, we um, you know we we went to a uh, cafe oh, okay. uh-huh. with the group, and I was like, ooh, I get to sit next to her. But, like, it's a big group, you know? And, like, people are, like, pulling me. Because I just... We did a show, too. So they're asking me about music. And I'm just like, 
you know, like wanting to like walk with her to the cafe because Korea, you can walk everywhere. So like we just had a like, quick converse- conversation where she was like, oh, I like your shoes. And I was like, cool. We like, oh, actually, we have the same shoes. It was like uh, white uh, um, Adidas. Cute. Stan Smith's. Cute. And then uh, she was like, oh, yeah, I got it. Um, I got it. It's like for such a great deal in Korea. And I was like, oh, really? How much is it, are they in Korea? She's like, oh, it's like $100. I was like, <laughs> I got mine for 50 on Amazon. <laughs> and then she's like, well, at least my shoes are clean and yours, yours look dirty. And I was like. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's like spunky. She didn't say it like I think she said it in a nice, sweet way, mm-hmm. but like in a spunkier way. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I kind of like that. Like I don't know who you are, but that seems cool. I want to get to know you more. Cute. Um, so yeah, it was. Go got we fire. Go to, we got to. We go to the cafe. I can't sit next to her because we have to order then sit. Uh-huh. But she just went ahead and sat. I was trying to order, so like another sad situation setback after setback this is oh yeah it's just sad story so i'm like (laughs) and now it like she's sitting further away from me so i'm just like talking to people but i'm not really listening because i'm like trying to see if she looks at me (laughs) i'm imagining like bokeh around you and like falling uh like an insta thing with falling leaves when i was young (laughs) that's right like i just oh that's so sad oh so sad oh after that we um so I had this bag on me, my merch bag, Mm because I was dragging it around Korea, and it had, like, a funny design. So she, like, she put it on her Instagram story, like, look at this Ajuma bag that he's carrying around. Oh, she made fun of you. Classic move. Indeed, yeah. If you, yeah, I guess that's like a tactic, right? Yeah, totally a a tactic. Right? She she brought, uh, built another bridge... For communication. Absolutely. And a touch point of conversation. I intended to walk on that bridge. Yes. And that, that, that's on your move. It's like, yeah, yeah. are you going to walk that bridge? Right. Or are you just right, going to let right, it sit there? Right. Thank you, Grace. I didn't realize it was a bridge. I didn't realize. <laughs> oh, was, uh, dear. We could, uh, there's so many There's so many conversations to have about this. Yeah. It's like, oh, you hit on me? I let you hit on me. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, I'm so reading, dumb. <laughs> it's not dumb. I think it's a beautiful dance. Okay. I'm going to be yeah. like very youth, like yeah, positive yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. I think it's like this. You're feeling each other out and you're just like giving each other space to like approach and talk right, and like right, okay and then you're right. gonna pull back we're gonna sit far apart are you gonna talk to me again yeah am i i'm not saying this is conscious i think we all do this subconsciously like mm-hmm. she had i'm i'm sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she thought i was cute so yeah, like, okay. that was that was nice cute. i mean i'll let her say it one day yeah but, um i want to ask her directly when Pearson. yeah and then so from that point on i had 10 days left in korea oh okay uh-huh so i we we started that conversation i crossed that bridge and Cross I said, it. hello. And we had a conversation <laughs> on Instagram and then moved it to Facebook. That's when you know it's a little more serious. Okay, my bad. Facebook Messenger and mm-hmm. then Kakao and all that stuff. So I was just chatting with her and I was like, hey, you know, I would love to have breakfast with you. Um, get to know you more. And she was like, okay, cool. So like you I, made your intentions known. I like that. I'm like, hey, yeah. you want to kick it? Well, so I did. Yeah. So I, I actually brought her breakfast even though we were going to like a coffee spot. Because uh-huh. she told me earlier that she liked um, like the, the little triangle uh what are, what are those called um at like are they pastries no, or? no no it's like the rice um musubi or um like musubi? The, yeah. musubi yeah yeah i got that orange juice that she liked so you don't have that in the states in 7-elevens in korea they have all yeah. kinds of little snackies that you don't get here yeah i heard japan 7-elevens are like bomb. way better yeah, yes i have not experienced but yes you brought that for her yeah so we met you there listened. and then indeed <laughs> i did pick it up <laughs> Have I gotten better at listening since getting married? That's debatable. But <laughs> well, you know, the, I think I've gotten better. But um, 
that was a uh, uh, that was impactful for her, I guess, because like I don't know, I, a lot of guys that she's met in the past, like not judging this, but she's like they. I don't think they've uh, um, tried to like ask me to like breakfast. They've always just wanted to get drinks with me, and it's like mm. you know, there's a certain culture in Korea specifically maybe not as much america but in korea like getting a drink together could you know like it, it could be intimidating for some people yeah you know not everybody drinks and the, yeah. the well, nice scene yeah. is is a different implication sometimes yes exactly different intentions yeah. sometimes i'm not saying right, all the right, time right. sometimes precisely yeah so that's and that's kind of my mo too like i when i w- meet a girl like i don't want them to feel threatened like i just want it to be like very straightforward like hey i'm just trying to get to know you Mm -hmm. um and no expectations so we had breakfast that was awesome later that day she was having um she was gonna meet up with her like best friend in korea and she was like hey you should join us for dessert i was like cool i got an invite score (laughs) i'm in yeah and then crossing that bridge too (laughs) yeah like it's and from that point on it was really cool like the next like um nine days um, we met up like six, five more times. Oh, yeah. so that was like a, a you guys had the meet, a, a, a cute me cute over merch. Yeah. Talk about shoes mm-hmm. and then kept going. Like that's building momentum and like just yeah. and going with it. Going and it with was that cool. Flow. Cause I knew like, I knew that going in, like I, she had a few more months in Korea, but wasn't sure that she was going to extend her teaching uh, uh, contract. So she was there teaching English. Uh huh. And I really thought about it. I was like, well, you know, after like, I think it was the second hangout. I was like, man, I really am feeling her. But like, I really had this desire to be like, hey, uh, you want to go on a date with me? (laughs) 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 Make it a little more clear. I had no intention to doing of any ill intent, but like I wanted to make it crystal clear. Yeah. Hey, you want to go on a date? But I actually I thought about it and I felt like it was unfair for her Mm -hmm. because she wasn't even sure if she was going to stay in Korea yeah. or leave. And I felt like, well, just because I feel like this, I don't know if it's the right time to share it yet. Because until she makes a decision, like if, if it like almost puts this like, not a burden, but this thing that different kind of pressure. Yeah. Like some sort of pressure that I felt like she didn't need. Cause she was trying to figure her like, you know, that's very out. thoughtful and very considerate. Good job. Yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, I'm, I'll be very real. When I'm in dating situations, usually I'm just thinking about myself. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a lot of people. You're just thinking about your current situation. I want this. I I, I care about this. This matters. So that's all that matters. Yeah. And it is, a diff- it is a different step to go outside yourself and be like, mm. what is that person's situation? Is it going to make it better? Because ultimately why I think it's so wise that you did that is that you're ultimately thinking longer term of, her her yeah. well-being is your well-being. Yeah, if you're yeah, thinking yeah. in that way yeah, and yeah, not yeah, only yeah. thinking in the immediate mm-hmm. right now, yeah. I'm sure it did that and did that pay off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because like we um, – well, another cool thing that happened in Korea was like I was able to um, meet her in different situations because like you can – I'm grateful for that because if we were to just meet one on one mm-hmm. for like those six times, I don't think I would have been able to just see like little more like uh, angles of her personality. You know? Oh, so being around with like other friends, mm-hmm. you get to see yeah, her. Yeah, because with her best friend, uh-huh. she's acting silly in a certain way. You know, <laughs> around my friends, she's like nervous and how does she handle pressure? Yeah. You know, like I, and then one on one, how are we together? Um, yeah. Just doing, you know, walking around the city. Um, like, and then, 
you Love know, it. it's just like, did you, did you feel like it was, did you have a, a strong inclination right off the bat? It sounded like you were attracted to her, but did you, from those like first few days, cause this, again, we're coming back to the compass of staying true to yourself. How did you, how did you, I'm curious, like you can say this in the short term or the yeah. long way overdoing the long distance thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I didn't even let you get to, I'm no, just like, it's all good. but like, how did you know that? I think that's a question, even for myself, like, how do you know that somebody's right for you? Mm-hmm. How do you stay true to yourself? Like, I really want this person. I'm. You're yeah. worth the effort. You're worth thinking about. Right, right, right. I think, well, even prior to that, like, I wasn't dating um, me, prior to meeting Grace. And I've been, I was doing a lot of soul searching. And even thinking about, like, how, what, what are the ingredients or what's, like, the DNA for a, a, a great marriage, for mm-hmm. a long-lasting marriage, a thriving marriage. And, you know, I back in Atlanta, I, you know, I have a lot of people at my church who are married, younger married couples, older, with kids, like a variety. I, and they're my mentors, my friends. Mm-hmm. And a common thread that I saw amongst them was, um, you know, like if when you choose a significant, a significant other, like you, because of what we learn in culture, you presuppose that... The person you meet now mm-hmm. is the person that you're just going to fall in love with. And that's, you know, like, that's almost kind of it. Mm-hmm. That's at least what movies show. Right. You know, you don't nothing. You don't see movies that show them like changing and growing and willing to grow and change together. Right. You know, like, I, I, at least I don't. You know, I just think this is who I am and this is who you are. Let's see if we match. Yeah. So like Right now. Yeah. But what's tragic in that line of thinking is like, okay, say you built a whole relationship on, like, hobbies. Mm-hmm. What if your hobbies change, you know? Because they do. You know. Yeah. I mean, like, with life and new jobs and new situations, we're always changing. Yeah. So... The, that line of thinking only works if we are a peoples that never change. Right. Which is literally oh, gosh, no, against reality. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to make a reference to, oh, I did it to myself. Crap. Why? What I thought you were referencing my song, Never oh. Change. Oh, no, 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 no. I was going to go. I played myself. I would, no, 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 no. no. Oh, but, and, but I think that's the, the, and maybe it's fear of change too, that people are scared like, oh, you are going to, you're trying to look for something constant, but like somehow coming to terms with the fact that like we are changing Yeah. accepting that. I don't know. I'm still in that right now. My thirties. Like, yeah, I don't think. Um, but why is it you're thinking that way before? Well, I, it's not my wisdom. It's wisdom I've gotten from 40, 50-year-olds, people who've been married for years. But to ask that is wise. Yeah. I don't think I've asked that question well, yeah. personally. I think I have subscribed subliminally and consciously to the Hollywood version. Yeah. Which has led to a lot of disappointment. So when it comes yeah. to like staying true to myself, I don't need, what is What is calibrating my compass has been all kinds of weird. Yeah, that's still figuring this, out. Even, so, like, even this idea of like compatibility. Yeah. Like, I think it's a bit of a, it's misleading because I I ascribe and I presuppose that we are a changing people. Mm-hmm. You know, we are. You know, you have your core values, but outside of all of that, we're always going to be changing, growing. Like, we're not the same person we were ten years ago mm-hmm. when I fell, in, or you know, even when we were in like you know middle school. The things that you absolutely love, there are little pieces and seeds of that. But yeah. like, you grow and discover more things or discover, learn to love more things, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, even compatibility, it, it was just more like, I guess, for me, I just thought of a few things that I really wanted in a spouse that just was super important, you mm-hmm. know? Like um, being able to laugh with them. 
that's something that I just really want and I love, you know, because it's in a lot of my relationships, you know, like life gets hard. We know that for sure. Mm -hmm. Life is going to have its ups and downs. But like being able to, you know, like laugh at yourself, not take yourself too seriously sometimes, like being that kind of person is someone who I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. So Mm -hmm. that was one, you know, but the most significant thing for me, you know, being a man of faith, like, like if someone who is willing to, um, seek after truth and learn more about who, who God is. And, you know, like if, if you ascribe to that way of living, like that comes with, you know, all sorts of different, you know, like characteristics, I would say people who are genuinely willing to, you know, like learn and, Mm -hmm. um, willing to admit that they're wrong, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's something that's hard to, discover for know? sure yeah like i say that i make it sound like it's so easy to find those people it's not it is not yeah. my biggest lesson in terms of that and 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 also having that shift yeah. like you're saying like it's changed my uh the way that i think that that gets shown like i'm like oh is it just like somebody opening the door for me like whatever little things or that, that is help, it yeah. is it little behaviors like that or is it like somebody who meditates every day and pray mm-hmm. or like yeah honestly even like i looked at fitness that way like do you take care of your body do you put good things in your stomach like, like that's crucial yeah and so i would i would, I would look at stuff like that and so mm-hmm. i we measure in different ways but like yeah. identifying those values of like what's important to me and that playing out again kind of bringing it full circle not yeah. just to like your partner or mm-hmm. your potential future spouse but to like my career, mm-hmm. like, is yes. this something that I'm willing to do every day? Is this something that I'm willing to grow in and go through pain with? And yeah. like, I look at my career the same way. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, if I don't like the process, if I only want the accolades, if I only want the fame or wh- whatever it is that I, you know, mm-hmm. used to seek when I was like 20 years old, yeah. if that's all it is, then you're willing to go through this kind of hell for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's for you. And that's yeah. the stuff I had to ask myself. Cause as soon as I actually started acting, the glamour and all that stuff fades away because now you got a 6 a.m. call time yep. and you feeling all kinds of crappy. Yeah. You didn't sleep well, but you still have to be perky and you have to be alert. You have right. to memorize all your lines yep. and you got to do 12 takes of the same line over and over again. If you don't like that process, mm-hmm. if you didn't like the process of writing yeah. or like collaborating with Sam and sitting down in a studio for hours and blocking out the mm-hmm. world to make your song, right. I feel like those are the things you got. we learn over time Yeah. to help identify is this something I truly love? Is this something I'm willing to like right. work on? And uh, another thing like about going back to like the marriage thing, like I, um, I don't necessarily, I don't really, I don't believe in soulmates uh-huh. in, in this idea that there is only one person that's specially shaped and molded to fit just you. Uh-huh. Uh, there's several things wrong with that. I don't agree with it's because one, like you assume that, in marriage, like you, a person will complete you. No, it's it's in, ideally it would be two whole people mm-hmm. coming together to create one life. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and then the second thing is if you if you pol- truly believe that you know if you believe in God, like there's a, a creator who's created someone just for you. Um, that I, I believe that's a certain degree, but like if you believe soulmates, like it's out of your control, and this person was destined to be yours, mm-hmm. it actually removes a lot of that choice and responsibility and. You know, it removes all of that because you're like, well, you know, say you do get married to your soulmate and you find out, well, they're not so great. They have flaws. You know, yeah. Like, I guess you're not the one. Yeah. Maybe you weren't the one that was created for me. Yeah. I'm going to keep searching for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Instead of like being like, well, maybe I didn't think about, you know, (laughs) what I thought about this. Yeah. 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 There's, it's easy to remove yourself and not claim responsibility. So I, I saw that and I was told, you know, I, 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 
pe- people put me on game and they told me what's up. And I was like, oh, yeah. Do I want to live like, you know, being married to someone and like not taking responsibility for which is ultimately your choice still. Right. To make. So right. That's kind of. Because no know, one can live your life for you. Yeah. And that's kind of leading up to like me marrying my wife within like a year of dating. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, that's, that's you got married choice. within a year. Yeah, of within a year. Yeah. How it was a short like time of dating to engagement, right? Yes. So was, we started dating in December, and then we got engaged in July. <laughs> so yeah. cute. Y'all are so cute. And it was long distance. It was Atlanta to to Texas. Korea. Yeah. Well, to Korea. To Korea to Atlanta for a little bit, and then it was mostly Texas to Atlanta. Yeah. Got it. It, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and now you get to be together. Well, now yes. you still travel from from work and stuff, but like you get to be together. Yeah. More and more, yeah. and now have that journey together. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I wish I could talk to you forever. Um, I mean, you're gonna be back. Yeah. I'll be in Atlanta, but. I feel like we've covered so much ground, but I'm curious, like as, as a closing out, if somebody out there, which myself included sitting right across from you is figuring out practices or things, what do you do to like center yourself? What do you do to like, you talk about the soul searching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're a very introspective person. Mm -hmm. What is your, what, what helps your process figure out? Well, for me personally, I mean, like it's so with my Christian background, like that's for me personally, that's the only way I'm able to like center and ground myself. Mm -hmm. Like I, for the longest time, I operated out of this idea that I'm not good enough. This anxiety of feeling like I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. You know, I don't, I, I I don't have like, you know, the skills I'm, I'm not, I'm lacking, you know? And for me, like, you know, when I, when I, went to church and I learned about the gospel, about who my identity was. Like, I mean, that's, that's the thing that kept me centered. I am a a beloved son of God and that identity will not shake regardless of my accolades. And I mean, that may not work for a lot of people, but for me, like I was changed by, by who uh, like God was. And Mm -hmm. I just, that's like the thing that centers me through and through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, I'm not going to say that, you know, like, I, I need you to believe what I believe, but I truly believe that like knowing God has been the reason like I've stayed alive, you know, and like am able to keep doing what I do. And yeah. that's why I can't, you know, and people want me to like shake off my Christian label. And I'm like, I can't. It's the core of who I am. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be who I am. I couldn't live right. I couldn't live with peace of mind, you mm-hmm. know, knowing who Christ is like that's, you know, that's my truth. Mm-hmm. That's the way that I'm able to like go through the storms, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and in addition to that, like having, having friends, community, people that you can lay your hair down with, Mm -hmm. like those are the ways to like really center yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, it's helpful if they're artists, but it's even more helpful if they're, um, not artists who kind of give you real life, you know, what the rest of the world is doing. Yeah. The rest of getting up and going to work every day and doing clocking in and out and Mm -hmm. doing their 401ks and like, yeah. I have a lot of respect for my friends who like they we might look at each other with the grass is greener mentality, but yeah. I have a lot of respect for people who have the discipline and the fourth like they have the foresight to be like, no, I'm going to commit my life to this chapter of my career to build something. I don't I don't I don't necessarily look at artists being like the ultimate. I know that people might think that I do. Mm. I think artists are vital to the world in terms of like creating a balance because mm-hmm. not everything can be structured and stable and you know i think they're we're kind of like the the loose cannon in a little yeah. bit in a in a good way right, right, um right. i hopefully right. um but 
I have a lot of respect for my friends who have followed the like traditional path, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I I have so much respect for that. I I yeah. think I learn a lot from them. Yeah, something so I, I learned, really good. Something I learned at my church is um, um like our pastor always says like, you know, don't tell don't tell everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. But make sure that there's like one or two where you tell uh, everyone everything to. Wow. It, uh, oh. That came out. You can like finish that strong. Does that make sense? Yeah, was, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, don't tell everything to everyone, but tell everything to someone. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's super crucial, you know? Like, that's this idea of laying your hair down, like, without fear of judgment, without mm-hmm. fear of, like, having to qualify every single statement, you mm-hmm. know? Mm hmm that's that's what's definitely helped me like that's who sam is that's who my wife is you know and like people at my church like and like several like creative friends i have like being able to have those folks around me just to like kind of center me yeah and remind me that you know remind me of the bigger vision that i've shared with them you know for sure and you we need people to remind us because we're forgetful people yeah there is no way you can do this without people without people who you trust who are also wise too yeah you have to i mean like younger people may not realize but like sometimes people aren't wise you know and if you if you like disclose all your life to someone who isn't wise i don't know that's that's gonna hurt you (laughs) it can go off the rails real quick i'll tell you that yeah that's the next episode how things have gone off the rails yeah but I, i i i'm right there with you and as somebody that um I guess I'm, I, I consider myself a very, very spiritual person yeah, and I still I so. believe in God. And, and my question and my, um, my pondering about like structured religion is still, honestly, it's, it's an open discussion. I feel like it's just my yeah. particular journey, but what I've also been learning by being not in that setting anymore in a religious yeah. setting, but still being highly spiritual. Yeah. Like, I feel like I talk to God all the time or yeah. to the universe like yeah. i interchange that all the time right. and i don't care how woo i'm like also embracing the fact that i'm high woo woo like up there yeah like watch i'll have crystals here and stuff soon yeah. i don't even i don't have sure. but yeah, 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 but yeah. like i think whatever is the way that you can process it mm-hmm. and 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 go inside yourself for a second that's my whole miracle morning thing i think i told you about just mm-hmm. like meditating every day yeah meditating is just clear my mind but then i do like I do visualizations. I do affirmations. I remind myself. Yeah, I love I, it. I I'm, see the affirmation. I'm on, on my on my mirror, and that's awesome. that's the thing that I'm making. Um, mm-hmm. sidebar. Um, but I, I want um people to have a, a methodology to that. It's not just this abstract idea of saying. like yeah. thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but put it on paper and make it a daily thing mm-hmm. and make it um something that you you can integrate into life because I think those like tiny things. Yeah. Allow those bigger things to unpack. They, I they have unfold. one more thing. I know practically, like um, staying off my phone it, when I wake up. Yeah, like, the first thing to be my phone. It, that that is going to destroy my day. Oh, yeah. I'm still learning on. I'm that. still learning. Yeah. I'm terrible at it. Yeah, but when I have been successful, the one few times. Mm-hmm. It's been incredible because you just are able to think clearly like, you know, because I'm going straight to Instagram, you know, it's like, what good will that really do? Right. You know, and I can say it on a podcast, but like, I'm so addicted to my phone now, you know, like it's, I know you have your whole journey with like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, reading more books, which is so amazing. Like you're like, I've read two books the other day or something. I I think you said that like, I wrapped book 12. I'm almost at the end of 13. See, like, that's amazing. You have, there's so much, so many worlds so many cool things in books that we we've lost touch of, you know, right. 
I highly recommend it. Again, I'm reading some. One of the books I'm reading is like a complete trash romance novel. <laughs> but like, it's like I'm not. It's awesome. It's like something about it, it's feeding something though whether you uh-huh. know and i'm like oh wow this is really well written and i was like oh yeah. that's really cheesy that's not how people talk but all of that feeds like my creative mind it yeah. creates my analytic like if i don't know i just highly recommend it. i'm having a blast like just playing with that but um i know that you got a packed schedule and i'm so grateful that we had this conversation james it's like this is I, I feel like we just we we spoke some some real great truths. Yes. I hope I hope you feel. Oh no! Like I'm, you got I to mean, yeah. I'm glad. Thanks for always supporting me. Thank you for always looking out for me. I know you're you're like a good Nuna to me, good friend, coworker, hey. like yeah, um, you know, running mate, like all the above, you know. And if you ever get connected to Minji, <laughs> you know, and you're making great art, you care about the integrity and fidelity of it. Yeah. You know, that's that's a potential resource, you know, for sure. I, I think that's so respectable. I mean, I'm going to say it again. And th- people need to know, like, you are a great resource that whether people recognize it or not, they they will remember. They will have to reckon with you, you know, oh. so. Oh, my. That's like intimidating. <laughs> yeah. But, well, all you have to do is just continue to do what you've been doing. Thank you. Know? you. And it's thank great. Thank you. And and as as James has, has so beautifully shared, um, you know. The overall thing is like think about who you are, what you stand for, mm-hmm. and and go do it. Go do the thing, right? It's not even just like think about it. Go do it. Go yeah. make the art. Um, and I also and I second that, and I, I really uh, encourage everybody. Really like even when we talked about last week with Boba guys, like think about your mission statement. What's your purpose? Mm-hmm. And 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 infuse that into everything you do, and see where that takes you. Because I think that it'll send you to higher heights. Um, but yeah, where, where can people find your music? Where can they follow you real quick plug? Right. Uh, Spotify, Apple music, everywhere. iTunes, if iTunes still exists, but, um, <laughs> yeah, YouTube everywhere. It's Uzuhan music, U Z U H A N music. I am going to, uh, close this out instead of our traditional, uh, Aquafina closeout music. I'm going to play Uzuhan's track. Woo-hoo! Yay. I want to play more. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna figure out my format. I'm gonna integrate more of my friends. I have way too many talented friends to like mm-hmm. limit. But we're gonna integrate some more music and cool. um, share some more links with everybody. But yeah, definitely check out Uzo on stuff. I li- my little brother listens to you. My cousin <laughs> listens to you. Like I am so I'm so proud of you. Oh, it's a vibe too. It's you. like it, you put me in a good mood. Like thank talking you. with you and listening to your music. So <laughs> check it all out. Um, and yeah, that's it for this week's episode of First of All. Thanks for everyone who tuned in. If you or inspired by this moved by this please share this episode with a friend um would would really appreciate that and uh, subscribe leave a five-star review thank you so much to everyone who's showing me love the dms the uh, reviews and everything is so encouraging i really really appreciate it and if you'd like to become a financial backer of this podcast you go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast which is a a platform a platform a platform to pat your creator on the back (laughs) with a little uh financial backing and keeping their art alive so check that out on patreon and thank you to marvin ua my audio engineer and producer and thank you to aquafina and uzuhan for the intro and outro music please check out their music they're both incredible and i'm a proud member of the potluck podcast collective which is a collective of asian american podcasters and storytellers and you can find this podcast and the rest of the potluck podcast on itunes if that exists google play stitcher radio public spotify and everywhere else you find podcasts thanks so much for tuning 
tuning in this week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Thank you, James. With a dream of so bright eyed. They knew right away. Sick of swim, there's no lifelines. Cutting the teeth on the move. Nobody's filling these shoes. Balling on a budget at the Golden Arch. Super size number two. Cash. Way that the world ain't budging. Gotta make a power move. Deep in the darkest dungeons. I'm digging up my own rule. Hands on the plow. Keep my head down. Keep my head down. Sweat on my brow. Sweat on my brow. Don't make a sound. Pay my dues now. Hey, I'm Phil Yu, and you may know me from a blog called Angry Asian Man. And I'm Jeff Yang, author, journalist, and celebrity dad. We host a podcast called They Call Us Bruce, an unfiltered conversation about what's happening in Asian America. Each week or so, we host a discussion about some of the most vital and interesting topics in our pop culture and our community, bringing in guests who are shaping and informing this thing called Asian America from Hollywood to D.C. and beyond. Uh, we got media, entertainment, food, family, politics, representation, the good, the bad, the WTF of it all. So check us out wherever you get your podcasts or at theycallsbruce.com. Peace. Peace. Peace.